Hi, and welcome into the Charlie Reimer Golf Show. We're thrilled you could join us here today from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the golf capital of the world. We try to talk all things golf, and it's things that I like to talk about because it is the Charlie Reimer Golf Show, and I'm Charlie Reimer, so it's my show. I get to have great guests just like we have today. We, we have Dr. Kevin Elko, sports psychologist. And, and be before, Doc, I get into this with you, I, I got to tell you, I know a lot of folks here, sports shrink, and they start thinking, yeah, yeah, that's a bunch of garbage. I can tell you that I'm the kind of person, and I, and I, and I worked with Dr. Bob Rotella back starting in the mid-1980s, when something's going wrong in team or business or with me with golf, a lot of times the sports psychologist is the last person that gets called, but with me, it's the first person that gets called. You're the secret sauce in, in teams and individual sports, you, your field, what you've been able to accomplish, uh, I, I, I don't think gets enough respect in the world of sports. And, and um, j just to get started you, with, with your work that you've done with, with, with uh, in particular in football and, and professional and, and, and college, and I know you spend a lot of time with Nick Saban. Doc, how, how many national championship rings do you have? How, you got to come, come clean with that. Well, first of all, I got to address something. Okay. You just called me a shrink. A proctologist is a shrink. I'm going to expand. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. We don't got to shrink nothing on here. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. I, I, don't know. I, I, I do have a few rings. I'm not going to come clean. I Because when they can tackle and block well, I get myself a ring. <laughs> I got a bunch of them. Well. But uh, I got a bunch of rings. Uh, Coach Saban takes care of me. I love working with him. I've been down there with Tide Country for a long time. And, some other teams as well. I got the Bulls right now trying to get them ready for playoffs. I love work with Billy Donovan. My life has been, it's been more than blessed, Charlie. It's favored. It's been good. My career has been a lot of fun. One, one of the things, and I'm very guilty of this from the few years that I played professional golf, um, pe people might ask me, if, if you could go back in time, what would you do differently? And, and I think a lot of times they're wanting to get, you know, I'm a big guy that, you know, they might want, they might want me to say, well, I, you know, I need to lose a little weight or work out. I, I would tell people, I need to think better. If you're not, if you're not on the right mental plane, being a fan of yourself, pushing yourself in, in that proper uh, frame of mind. And so many times I was, you can't get anything done in sports. And, and you, from the outside looking in, you see an athlete and everything is perfect, they're elegant, and they just can't perform. It's, it's what's going on upstairs, and that's what fascinates me about your field. Charlie, listen to this quote, and I'm going to bring it back to golf. When I speak, I'm actually speaking today up here on Wall Street, uh, doing work today for uh, New York Life. And I, I'll use this phrase when I work with them today. Attitude is a skill. Now, we don't understand that. We think it's just a switch. And once I switch it, I have it. And so let's relate to golf. Golf's a skill. What does that mean? Well, I get a vision in my head, how I want to do it. Then after I get a vision, how I want to do it, I go and I repetition, deliberate practice. I do it over and over and over till I get muscle memory. And then I go and perform it. We just think attitude, the mistake we're making, Charlie, is we just think attitude's a switch. I decide I have a good attitude, I have a good attitude. No, you have to do the same step-by-step -step process. Here's what a good attitude is. Here's the way I need to practice talking to myself. Then I go do it over and over till I wire my brain with it. So I think where you're 100% right 
It's between the ears. But we just think, oh, I'm just going to choose it. No, you practice it. It's a skill. And once you understand that, it makes all the difference in the world. One of the things that, that I learned from, from and, I, and I keep referencing Bob Rotella because he is a great friend, is the importance of, of game planning. And I, and I know in football, professional or college, nobody's better game planning than, than Coach Nick Saban. But it, it's almost like when you're setting up your game plan and you play to your strengths, you avoid your weaknesses, and you think about all the different scenarios, and then when something happens and you're in that position, if the game plan is good enough, it almost needs to feel like a deja vu. Like, like I've, I've been there before. I've already thought about how I'm going to feel, what, how, you know, what I'm going to try and accomplish. And, that, and that's one of the things I think is misunderstood about sports psychology is, is your, your game plan, it, it is dependent on what's happening in the game, but you've already thought about what, what you're going to do in certain situations. Is, is that a pretty good assessment of, of what you maybe teach or coach that a game plan is? Everything happens before it happens. I, um, I have an Elko family reunion coming up in Dallas. When I walk in, Charlie, I think I walked in a bar scene from Star Wars. <laughs> we must be related, dog. <laughs> I, t- hey, I tell all your listeners, every one of you have a crazy family member. If you're sitting there right now thinking, well, I don't. You're the crazy family member. But I'll go into that thing and I better know, I better know what I'm going to do before someone even says anything. I tell people the biggest epidemic we have today is offended. Everybody's walking around offended. So when they say something going, I'm going to choose not to get offended. You really want to do what they call a go-to script. A go-to script is a set of thoughts I'm going to have that I'm going to go to. Here's my favorite one. Coach Saban stole this from me now. Ready? So what, now what? Bad shot. So what, now what? The wind's blowing. So what, now what? And that's that self-talk is really cognitive psychology is really what I bring to the table. So let's go over that phrase. Learn to quit paying attention to stuff. Stuff I don't like about getting older. I don't like it. You can sneeze and pull a muscle. I like what uh, I like what uh, the comedian said one time. I heard him say, he goes, I don't like to go to bathroom in the middle of the night. It's the Morse code. (laughs) You know what I love about getting older? I I say stuff. (laughs) <laughs> hey some of them don't relate to that but don't worry <laughs> you know what i love about getting older i say so what to everything and if if, if if you can't do anything about it you got to learn to clear your mind so what okay i love bob's titles you know game and golf is a is a game of, of positive i think he said something like that i'd go a little bit different i don't have his kind of success it's a game of quieting your mind getting lost in what you're doing so I get self-talk ready. If something happens, so what? So what? Then you've got to get a vision. And the next vision is now what? Now what? And so what, now what is the phrase I use all the time. Something happens, so what, now what? There's a little town called Enterprise. They're growing cotton. The bull weevil wipes them out. So this is a brand new crop called the peanut. Let's plant it. They become wealthy from the peanut. If you go to Enterprise now in the middle of town, there's a big statue of buggers, a capture underneath it. Thank you, Mr. Bull Weevil, for the role you play in our prosperity. That's pretty good. Mm. So what, now what? And you've got to have that go-to script ready before you get in there. I love that. You have to have that sell. And I just have two or three when I go into have my teams go into any contest. I just have, here's your go-to script. Well, I I, I love digging into this. And, and over the years, I've had a chance to, 
dig in with with the with the sports psychologist, some of the folks that are doing research and 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 how the brain works. And one of the things that fascinates me, and one of the things I really struggle with personally, is is emotionally taking things too personal, the fear of maybe embarrassment. And the, and the science of what you're doing now is, is actually measurable. So, so when, when folks aren't thinking right or they're in the wrong place, you, I've, ha, I've had them put the sensors on my head and, and measure things. And, and how your thinking impacts your physiology, your, your, the way you see things, your range of vision. This, is, this isn't something that you know, we're making up like, like, like cute slogans. I'm not taking away from your slogan. I love it because I think it's, it's, it's wonderful. But there's science behind what it is that you're teaching. Neurons that fire together, wire together. Let's look at that phrase. Neurons that fire together, wire together. That's why you can't just say, I'm going to just do it one time. Your mind's trained. And the fact of the matter in your question kind of is the answer. We're not wired for positive. We're not even wired for happy. We're wired to just be safe. That's why we're, our minds are always looking for bad because your brain is a lot like your heart. It's like your skin. It just wants to protect you. We have literally outlived, we've outlived our evolution. We've gone and say, oh, I got to look for bad all over the place. And so you have to reprogram the brain because we're not naturally programmed to be focused or to be happy. We're more to be safe. So we're constantly Velcro for the bad naturally. So you want to rewire it. And our brains are very plastic. I'm on a cruise with my sister and her two kids. I got my two kids a couple of years ago. Her son says about a thousand times a day, for sure, for sure, for sure. I've already jumped off the boat. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Weeks after that cruise, I was walking around, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so you want to reprogram your brain. I do it. What I teach people do is to speak it until you become it. And I and I speak it out loud. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal that says that that uh, how you speak, my word shall not come back void unto me. I'll decree a thing, be manifest unto me. How you speak means everything. I have people speak it out loud. One of the most fascinating things I've ever seen, more than watching the event, was Tiger's interview after he won the Masters, and he you could hear how he's saying he wasn't doing praise, he was doing encouragement. Tiger, keep plodding along. Tiger, and if you look plot, it means go from this spot to the next. One, of the, if you want to really get a great session on sports psychology, there's one interview. I I don't know which one it was. I think it was the Fox interview. It's a longer one, and you hear him speaking. Get on YouTube. How he talked to himself, how he kept on encouraging himself, how he kept on moving him from one spot to another. Now watch this. It wasn't positive. It's action. This spot to that spot. This focus to that focus. David Wells is pitched for the Yankees. Someone screams, hey, Wells, your mother. He just buried his mother. Now watch Charlie what he did. It was not positive. Watch what he did. He gave up four runs of first inning because he's mad at the guy. Joe Torrey didn't pull him. Watch this self-talk. He said, I'm not pulling you. Gave up four runs. David Wells from the Yankees took the ball. And said, I'm going to throw you all my might to catch this glove one pitch at a time. Pitch no hitter. Mm. Next eight innings. Trust, Frazier, you, you trust. Used to be real good friends and haven't seen you for a while. Dave Cook, trust, see it, see it, trust it. Trust is a powerful word. Trust it. Swing the club, get the vision, get your self talk out on the course. Action, trust, swing the club, see the vision, 
the short game and make sure it's costly on the process. I'm doing some Alabama now. The process, staying on the process. And if you listen to Tagger self-talk, one of the best sports psychology sessions you'll ever see. He, he was a friend to him. He was a friend to him. Keep chopping. You know, keep chopping. He was a good friend. And so you want to develop, because 90-some percent of the time in golf, it's downtime. So you need to get your mind not just positive, but, but locked in to what you're doing with your self-talk. Keep chopping. Keep stroking. Trust. Plod. Talk to you. Y'all yeah. got me fired up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. I, I love it because self-talk was something that, that, I, that I struggle with mightily. I, I'd like to get your take on this. I, I've been asked this question a few years. Um, Doc, I've been broadcasting now for, gosh, going on 25 years, and I've had a chance to interview – a lot of successful business people, um, f- folks that are leaders in their sport, you know, like Michael Jordan, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady. And, and I always have been very interested in finding like common factors that, that highly successful athletes and business people have in common. And, and because it's certainly not technique, the, 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 the highest achievers very often, I don't think, had the, even close to the most perfect technique. What they all have in common, my take, is that every one of them, they believed that they were going to do what they did before they actually did it. And, and, and I don't know if it's something that they learned or something that they were born with, but I'd love to get your take on that. The great ones have a standard. Saban has a standard. You don't go below it. This is the standard. We set it. It's clear. It's how we do it. We've got a standard. And, you know, we're playing Notre Dame a few years ago. We're winning by 28 nothing down in uh, Miami, 28 points. Someone jumps off sides two minutes ago. Saban like to lose his mind. Going to losing his mind, kicking stuff, throwing stuff. Hey, what's wrong with you? He said, I don't worry about the score. We have a standard. We do it right every time. It's a standard. So they set a standard. It's clear on who they are and what they are. They don't come below it. And you'll see the same thing in business. They set a standard. And then the other thing they do is with the people around them, match me. Just look at what I'm doing and match me. Do my standard. Here is the challenge. There's a guy that wrote a book. His name's uh, Jim Collins. He wrote this book called Good to Great. He said the enemy of great is good. Now, he's from Stanford. They're known for Nobel Prizes. I'm from West Virginia. We're known for moonshine. He's smarter than me, but I disagree. (laughs) <laughs> the enemy of great is realistic. You need an unrealistic faith. I can go over and over it with you. I'm with Nick Foles. We're playing the Super Bowl. Working with him. Got me some jewelry on that one, Charlie. You know how them women out there say diamonds are a girl's best friend? Well, I like them too. <laughs> so, I love to hear it, Doc. I'm teaching them self-talk. And they're bold. I'll go into this in a minute. They're not the greyhound. They're the lion. And I'll explain that in a minute. So I'm working with Foles. And I'm starting to work with him because our quarterback went down, um, you know, and so Carson Wentz went down. And so when David became the king of Israel, this we got your director of security, David, Benaiah, what did he do? He came face to face with the line. He ran at the line. The line turned and fell into a pit. He jumped in the pit and killed him with bare hands. Self-talk. Going into the Super Bowl, we're playing the Patriots. We're playing big old Tom Brady, Bill Check. You know what he was saying that whole game? Run at the roar. Run that line. Go at it. You could, hey, you you could talk it into existence. He won the Super Bowl, got the MVP. I got some jewelry on that one. They're unrealistic. 
They believe things. They choose to be. They, I can give you Tyler Perry, seven years homeless, doing mm. plays, $140 million a year last 10 years. J.K. Rowling, 500 million copies, Harry Potter, single parent, homeless, old typewriter, 14 times rejected. Come on, somebody. They believe. And so you got to get a little bit unrealistic in your life. You, you got to, you know, you got, you got to be, you know, my sister came to me and said, you know, that's kind of wild. You go around speaking. Your speech teacher in school kind of didn't like you. I said, she really didn't like me. Not kind of didn't like me. I go, you know what? I, I think I flunked speech class where I'm from. They can't even talk. <laughs> you know what? Hey, Charlie, look, look, man, I'm not. And the great ones, they're not overachievers. They're overbelievers. Mm, preach it. And I love they, hearing that. Now, why you get me all fired up in here? <laughs> well, after they get fired up, after they get the vision, they go set a standard. And then we'll get into deliberate practice in a minute. Then they get into deliberate practice. They practice. They just don't do it. They see it, and then they get a deliberate practice to become it. Mm. In, in the world of golf, and, and a lot of people don't really understand this, but even the greatest players, their win percentage is so low. You have to deal with failure so much. Let, let's say you have a 20-year NBA career. Oh, that's a little unrealistic. 10-year NBA career. You know, you're, you're, and you get traded around a few teams, you know, you're going to be somewhere between 45% and 55% win percentage. If you, if you have a 15-year golf career and you win once a year and three of those are the right tournaments, you're a Hall of Fame member. But that means that you've lost 24 times a year. So the, the, the win percentage, the failure percentage that golfers have to deal with is brutal. So I, I think it's even more important how you deal with failure in the world of golf than maybe in any other sport. What do you think about that, Doc? I think all life has fell forward. I think that you either go down a road that you fail or you go down a road you fell and you learn. And I think all life is, Charlie. I think everything is. I think um, when you go out, the price of admission is always embarrassment for starters. And you have to choose faith and you choose it first, and you don't let the outside world define it, live in the world, not of the world. And most people constantly let their attitude, their identity, you choose it. I mean, you choose it. Here's the deal I teach everybody. You're either the great, you either choose, you're either the greyhound or the lion. The greyhound chase that rabbit around the track cause it's hungry. This is, this is Alabama, me and Saban stuff. If it's not hungry, doesn't chase. It does not chase. It's a, here comes a big point. It's a feeling. A lion can hunt, that lion can eat Monday, lion can eat Tuesday, lion can eat Wednesday. You walk in front of that lion on Thursday, it'll tear your butt up. It eats every day, it's his DNA. It's his DNA. The lion's not the tallest, that's the giraffe. The lion's not the biggest, that's the rhino. The lion is not the smartest, that's the hyena. And the lion don't care if the lion, the hyena's laughing at it, it's not the strongest, that's the elephant. So why does it dominate? Attitude, now here comes the point. It's not a feeling, it's a choice. Let's quit letting our feelings drive everything. You choose faith. You choose your attitude. Do the right thing. Let your feelings catch up with you. The great ones, the great ones, they don't let the outside define it. They choose it. The, the mediocre ones, it's a feeling. They're the greyhound. The great one, they're a lion. Now, what do I mean by choosing it? You talked about being offended. If I get up and I'm offended Monday, offended Tuesday, don't have to pick it on Wednesday. 
if you ever, I, I was up here in New York City and I heard this heart transplant doctor speak. He was going on before me. You know, if you get a heart transplant, you'll pick up their urges. If that person's heart you got, that's why we talk about cellular memory in our field. If that person like chocolate, you're going to start eating chocolate. If that person like beer, you're going to start drinking beer. Hey, Charlie, if you ever get my heart, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> that's me and you i came on your show anyway <laughs> doc yeah, so that, my, I, my point is if you do it every day like the line it gets in your dna that's what people got to get right practice thinking that every day neurons and fire together wire together practice being focused practice getting lost in what you're doing do it over and over and practice believing in yourself hmm. frank samansky had a test fund his civil suit played another dame and the judge, he's on the stand, judge says, how good are you? Don't ask me that, judge. How good are you? He said, I'm the best offensive lineman ever played in Notre Dame. Next day, he's back on campus. His coach, Frank Lay, he said, did you really say you're the best offensive lineman ever played in Notre Dame? He said, yeah, I did, coach. Why'd you say that? He said, I didn't want to. <laughs> I was under oath. <laughs> it's That's a choice. You choose it, Charlie. You don't let it. You don't let the outside define it. You keep choosing it. Act I, I, like you aren't. I, I love it. You got me fired up. I, I, I appreciate what you do in the world of sports. In particular, I appreciate that you're in New York City talking to our business leaders. And, and I love when uh, the, the lessons from the world of sports intersect with with, the, with, 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 with business, with our political leaders. It, it's just uh, inspiring what you do and, and, and in particular looking at the wonderful results that, that you get. I, I wanted to finish up with this, Doc. If, if someone is, is watching or listening right now and, and they're fired up like I am about what, what you're talking, how you're going about it, I know, I know you've written uh, maybe six or seven books. What's a great resource for them to find out more about you and, and how your work uh, in your, your writing or in your speaking can help them? Go to DrElko.com. We have recordings there. We have uh, podcasts. It's free. We send out every Monday. Um, we send out the thousands every Monday. I have books. One of my books is the last was Believing is Sing. That was uh, published by Whitman Publishing. I have a book called uh, The Sender by my friend Chuck Pagano, who got cancer. It's a novel that was published by Worthy. I have one called The Pep Talk. You go to Amazon. Go to, and you can order my book, go to dreelko.com and uh, you can order, you know, you can order my books and that's a place you can go. I want to give you the best self-talk for you to say when you golf. Ready, Charlie? Yes, sir. Listen to this friend. I want you to say this over and over yourself till you train your mind with it. I want you to talk to you like you're two people and say this every time you pull up, Charlie, be where your feet are. Be where your feet are. Be in this moment. What about that last shot? Charlie, be where your feet are. Hey, what's going to happen later? Be where your feet are. I got to take out the garbage. Be where your feet are. Talk to you and be in the moment. I understand golf is a game of positive. I'd say different. Golf is more game of be where your feet are. Mindfulness, be in the spot. Clear your mind and then say trust. So I can say to all your all the people and I do I've done a number of these you did a heck of a job you're good you're, you're fun your questioning is good and uh you got I caught your energy 
And I, like you said, the, the one guy looked away. I'm fine. You looked away. That's good. It's all good. I was looking at that little Ferris wheel you got in the back back there. <laughs> so you did a great job. Be where your feet are. Be in the moment. No judgment. Learn that. That's the Elko system. I teach people just three phrases every time. Be where your feet are. Keep chopping. And so what now what? And talk to you. Be a friend to you out on that course. And be a friend to you in the course of life. Keep chopping, be where your feet are. So what now? What I say those things all day long. Well, Dr. Kevin Elko, thank you so much for your time, your inspiration, your your your, your common sense, and something we can all take away from us. That those things and be where your feet are. I absolutely love it, um, Doc. Thank you for being on the Charlie Romer Golf Show. We appreciate it and the important work that you're doing. Thank you, Charlie. You keep on going out and blessing people. You got a heck of a show here, and you. You got a calling. You keep on doing what you're doing, buddy. 